again to finish what has been started this week. Amen. See, I already know how this thing ends. Uh, you about to know how this thing ends. Amen. Y'all look rich this morning. I believe this is, uh, you know, you get you get real close to somebody, and uh, it starts rubbing off on you. My mama said, "Don't hang out with them boys. They up to no good." Well, when I got out of her eyesight, so I thought, I got around them boys. And it started rubbing off on me. Now, if that works that way. Why don't you rub shoulders with somebody? Some of you thought that was just crazy. It was. God takes the crazy things to confound the wise. It's crazy to put mud in somebody's eye and come seeing. It's crazy to tell someone to dip in the Jordan. Come on, somebody. Oh, I feel something. 
coming out of me this morning. Glory to God. I'm glad I said rub shoulders. Otherwise, we might have had a stampede in here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I got to stop them or else I'll just... Like I started to say a while ago, <laughs> it's Sunday. Fun day. So appreciate Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Kim for, yeah. Allowing... Mama Albert and myself to be here, it's just a joy being in a place that loves the Holy Ghost, that's willing to follow the leadership of the Master. Amen. And uh, I got an assignment for them, though. Does this mean you're turning the air conditioner off on me? <laughs> I got an assignment for y'all. I was standing over there, and the Lord said, they can articulate this. I want you to write a book, How to Become Rich, taking these 12 things. There's your 12 chapters. You articulate it. I pay for it. How to become rich. How to become rich. Put your own flavor on it. It's your book. It's your book. I'll let you take the heat for <laughs> I'll write the foreword for you. This needs to get out there. And I ain't writing no more books. <laughs> sit down, sit down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 
glory. Let's once again go to our springboard verse, John 1. We're looking at how to become rich God's way. But you know, that's not the title of the book. It's how to become rich. Yeah, yeah, how to become rich. And as, I, as I've t said in the past teachings, somebody goes to med medical school to learn how to become a doctor. Go to lawyer school, law school, to learn how to become a lawyer or whatever. Somebody wants to become, they must go and get schooling to become that. See? And so uh, you and I come to Bible school Right? And uh, I just want to let you know, this, this church right here is Ivy League. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're in Ivy League church school right here. And so in John chapter 1, it says in verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the subject matter here, the implied subject, is the Word being God. And that word was made flesh, being Jesus. And it says in verse 11, The word came unto his own, and his own received not the word. You understand that? But as many as received the word, to them the word gave power to become. Not a Christian only but to become the sons of God or the matured, the, the ones that know how to operate in kingdom principles and kingdom spiritual laws, right? And so uh, to receive the word, you have to receive. You know, there's a lot of people reject the word. It just says he came into his own. And they didn't receive him. Hosea lets us know my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and it's not because they didn't have a lack of knowledge. It's rejected it. I mean, if I was in a mainstream church here in St. Pete today, they'd be, they'd be ready to stone me just for, just, just for saying what I'm, a, you know, just saying how to become rich. But you let somebody rent the ballroom out down at the Hilton and have how to become rich. And those same people that want to stone me be over there. See, when there is a Bible, biblical, covenant way of being rich God's way, but you have to have that rich word sent to you. It has to be taught to you. And uh, if you'll receive it, if you'll receive it, it gives you power to become that. There's people that flunk out of medical school, flunk out of law school, flunk out of whatever. I just hope there ain't no flunkies here this morning. Right? I, I believe we got some honor grads in here. Straight A, 4.0. Right? So to save time, uh, the first session, and each, each session, you know, I'm showing you 
three things. Three chapters. <laughs> right? In that first session, you must understand rich. Remember that? Got to be a mind change. And the first thing, the very first thing, if you don't get number one down, forget the other 11. You must understand it is God's will for you. Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. That means you. To be rich. Rich. And I, and I got in depth on that, on that first night. Proving it out of the Word of God that it is God's will. Because you got a whole lot of people, well, now you know what's the will of God. we got to know the will of God on that. See, when, when somebody says that, they're, they're, they're telling their ignorance of the Word. They could be a brilliant person in the world, but ignorant when it comes to spiritual knowledge. The second thing, you must understand that Jesus was never poor until the cross. Because if you don't know that, you'll get sucked into, well, if Jesus was poor, then who am I? See, that changed my life. Number two changed my life. Number three, you must understand that the blessing works for anybody who connects to it. Just like electricity. You connect to it, it works. Don't matter your age, your color, your whatever. You connect to it, it works. Then in our second session, we looked at you must talk rich. This is a heart change, though. You just don't talk just because you make a decision to talk. Your heart has to change. See? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So number four, your confession must be a constant, I am rich. See? And it, and it, it, seem, it, it feels awkward when you first start doing that. It seems like, you know, who am I to be saying that? Well, we're not telling you to get a bullhorn and go out on the corner where, where people are walking by hollering out, I'm rich. We're talking about you just in your daily walk, you know, and, and, and especially when lack is, is uh, jumping up in your face. No, I'm rich in Jesus' name. You're calling those things which be not as though they were. You do that with healing. You do that, remember when you first got saved? And you were struggling with a few things, right? And the devil told you you wasn't saved. And you started feeling like you wasn't saved. And then the preacher man told you, you saved. You just got, you, you, can't, you can't fall for that. That's the devil trying to tell you you ain't saved. And you start, no, I'm saved. See? Are you following this? Same thing. I'm rich. Number six, you must bless and not curse your current resources. There you go. Right? Again, to save time, let's just keep moving. In our third session, Friday night, you must act rich. Now, this is a behavior change. You got your mind changed. You got your heart changed. Now, understand your mind change is, is continuous. Your heart change is continuous. 
your behavior change. All this is always continuous as you move up the ladder of success. God's way. Right? And so, <laughs> yesterday, a lot of you might have been implementing number seven. You must get rid of any hoarding-like habits. That old pack rat stuff can't go now. See? Eh, Y'all looking at me funny. You go listen to it again then. <laughs> I heard your pastor say, uh, we doers of this. See? I can't make you do this. Matter of fact, your pastor can't make you do it. See, they do it. I observe them. They do it. See? And they're reaping the results of it because of that. Many of you knew them back just a few years ago, and now you see where they are at now. Okay, number eight, you must recognize and carry on your rich family heritage. That's a big one right there. And number nine, we, we, we left off Friday night, you must acquire rich mannerisms. Got to know how to conduct yourself. So the conclusion of that is all poverty-like actions must be replaced by rich actions. I left out in... The second session, the conclusion, all lack talk must be replaced by abundance talk. Now we're at Sunday, the fourth session. Here's the title of it. You must exercise rich. That's stretch change. When you exercise, you're stretching. You just don't arrive at rich and everything changes. You have to exercise it. Boy, y'all real quiet on that. You don't like exercise here, right? Listen, listen, if you don't, like, like when you got filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, if you don't exercise that gift, you start losing the flow of that gift. And it takes you a while to get back in that flow. See? And so, to become rich... You must exercise, Rich, and get in that flow and never leave that flow. Because you can lose out on that flow. Yes, sir. See? And there's a constant stretch change in exercising, Rich. See? It's one thing to get there. It's another thing to stay there. There's a lot of people 
that get in that house. But they can't keep that house. You follow what I'm saying? See? So you have to exercise rich. We're going someplace now. This is this this what I'm what I'm what I'm about to teach you is profound. It comes out of experience. Because every time our rich status started to fall away, it was because we got lazy. Anytime if you were into exercise, <laughs> right? And you start to get lazy, all of a sudden your body responds a certain way. Or doesn't respond a certain way. That's probably better said that way. Right? Right? So you and I have to learn how to exercise rich. See, the wicked rich, their next generation really don't know how to exercise it. So they become socialites. They just go from party to party to party, you know, and, and, and they, don't, they don't even, you know, mom and daddy's money, right? And so that, that stuff, you know, by the time their kids come on board, they ain't got nothing to give them. They, they, they know how to operate just in natural riches, See, but we're not talking natural. We're talking supernatural. But you and I have to learn how to exercise rich. We're always stretching our faith muscles. See, see, come on now. Because when you think, when you think you're rich enough, then God will show you something he wants done for the kingdom or for somebody and it's going to max out where you are. See? God wants to get you and I to a place where He can point in any direction. Love to do it, Lord. Honored. Honored. See? See? And... Uh, to get there. Now you need to understand where me and Mom Alberta started out now. We didn't we didn't <laughs> we didn't have a pot. <laughs> to cook in. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Y'all black folk laughing at that? What's this? Is something I don't know? <laughs> and there was so many things we wanted to do for people. For our family. For each other. That we couldn't do. And we would just sit there and, you know, we knew these truths that God was showing us was real. It was the manifestation of those truths that seemed so far away. 
seemed like it would never, ever come. But now here we stand in front of you, debt-free, rich, living in abundance, paymasters of the gospel, and God's saying to us, ain't enough, ain't enough, ain't enough. Now we rich enough that we could take everybody in this church out to eat and it not affect our lifestyle at all. I'm not. Let's get that clear. I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. Because when I say that, now automatically you put yourself in that position, realize you can't do that or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying to get you to locate yourself. See, and look what the Lord has done. And you got to learn to exercise rich. Now, we're going to go, we're going to go through some exercises. Right? <laughs> get, get loosen up. <laughs> I remember... Uh, Elder Fantley and Pastor Elizabeth, uh, they've been with us since the start of the church. Both of them were uh, athletes in track. Both of them still hold the Kentucky state record. And that was 40 or 50 years ago. Hadn't been broken. The closest one to, to breaking Elder Fantley was his son. And couldn't do it. See? And so they're going to teach me how to run. Now, you got to understand, I was fast way back yonder in 50 yards. 51 yards, I'm choking, spitting. That's it. That's it, Chris, right there. I'm done. But there was nobody in elementary school faster than me except this one little black kid. Did I tell you all this story? Yeah. We took our shoes off and all that running. Right? But they're going to teach me how to run. So Fantley takes me up to a track. A track. A track. Oh, you know, a track. You can go around and around. And so he said, all right, Pastor, we're going to run a mile. I said, a mile? My God. Right? So here we go, running this mile. And I'm, you know, he's talking the whole way. <laughs> and I'm sucking wind, you know. And he, you know, even turns around like this right here. You know. He's teaching me the whole way. Watch this. I ain't listening. No, I ain't listening. He doesn't know what I'm going through. Just like some of you. What you going through, you ain't listening. And I know how to run this track. I ain't come in here in a bunch of debt. Come on now. Been debt free for over two decades. 
Church is debt free. Building debt free. Traveling ministry debt free. That's that shoulder you rubbed a while ago. <laughs> we get done with that mile, man. If I got to do this every day. And then he sits down. He sits down and says, what are you doing? He said, now this is where we stretch. Stretch? He said, that was just a warm-up. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm done. I am done. You kidding me? What do you mean warm-up? I done warmed up, heated up. How many 50 yards did I just run? <laughs> but he was patient. He said, okay, Pastor, okay. That's enough for today then, right? But by the time he was done with me, he had me running those intervals. And I mean, just, boy, I mean, just doing stuff way beyond my mind could ever think. See, because he knew how, right, right? Come on now. You need to listen to somebody that knows how to become rich. Hey, somebody shout or something. So number 10, you must be willing to stretch and give beyond your tithe and offering. Oh boy. You must willingly, notice the willingly, stretch and give beyond your tithe and offering. Now see here, if you, if you, if you don't get this, you justify what you already do. I'm a tither. I'm a partner. I, give, I, I gave that offering right there. And then, and then when opportunity presents itself, you write yourself off as that doesn't pertain to me. Because you follow this now. Follow this. I'll give you some scripture. Let's just go to Isaiah 119, though, because if, if, this, is, this is so important about uh, being taught of the Lord. It says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. It didn't say obedient. It said willing and obedient. See? And so, uh, you know, I told you the story about the little boy, right? Riding in the truck with his daddy, and, and he kept standing up, and his dad said, uh, you need to sit down and put your seatbelt on. He said, Daddy, I can't see sitting down he says sit down put your seatbelt on and uh he said daddy i can't see and he said don't make me pull this truck over and he won't sit down so the dad pulls the truck over goes around grabs him slams him down real firm puts a seat belt on him and gets in and starts driving again and he's looking at his son after about, you know, 10 minutes, and his son's like this, staring at the glove box. 
And he starts feeling sorry for his son because he can't see nothing. He can't see what the father's in. And he says to his son, hey, how you doing over there? He said, Daddy, I might be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> right? Right? Come on now. Come on now. You know you can be doing something on the outside, not on the inside. If you be willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land, right? And, and number, number 10 is you must willingly stretch and give beyond your tithe and offering. 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter six, verse seventeen. Charge them, give them, give a command, them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good and tithe and give offerings and in their no, no, no. That they do good, that they be rich, rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Now, this you're ready. Now, uh, see, a tithe, you really don't have to be ready. Your offerings, if you've got a preset offering that you're, that you're faithful to, you really don't have to be ready. Anybody, anybody following this? Right? And so there's things that will be presented to you, rich one, that you'll have to stretch and give beyond your justifying what you've already given. I mean, if you're rich, what difference does it make? I'll tell you what difference it, it makes where you're at right now is because how much I got left. See, and now, 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 now we're thinking lack. Now we're thinking, oh my, if I do that. You just, you just wiped away any potential harvest of increase that God was going to bring because you're thinking, oh my, if I was, instead of, I'm rich. See, are you following this? I'm not trying to talk you out. I got, folks, I got, I got, I, I'm, 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 I'm doing good. I didn't come down here to get your money. You understand what I'm saying? I come down here to teach you something. On how to become rich. And see, this, this, this fourth session is where it, what, what it said the rubber meets the road. This is where it happens right here. Exercising being rich. And, and see, this is, not, this is not, well, when I become rich, I need to remember this. No, this is how to become. Are, are you following? Yeah. 
This is something you need to be, okay, I need to be doing this now. Right? So, uh, ready to distribute. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, see, all these verses your pastors have taught you. It's, you're, not, you're not hearing something like, oh my, I didn't know the Word said that. But it's how to use those verses in, an app, in, in, in your life to become rich. See, it's one thing to know that the book says that. It's another thing to put them in to a format that you utilize daily to bring into your life that which you desire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always. Now, see, we went past the tithe because the tithe, it says in the Bible, you know, on the first day of the week, bring your tithe. This is always. This is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I know you can tithe during the week. Don't get me wrong. You understand what I'm saying? But this is talking about always, all the time. Having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Now, now that tells me that I have to be ready to abound to every good work and stretch myself into that, even if it's just two dollars. Even if it's just five dollars. I ain't talking about if I got ten thousand in a bank, two dollars. It's all relevant. If I got ten dollars, right? I'm putting two dollars in that thing because I'm rich. You're working that thing. You understand? See? You're not letting anything go by. You're going to get involved with every good work because that's what rich folk do. People that are rich by God, you got a bunch of rich folk out there, they ain't giving nothing. They ain't giving nothing. You look at these rich politicians and, and then look at their charity giving. You and I outgive all the, I shouldn't say all, but most of the politicians out there, they, they ain't giving nothing. They taken, but they ain't giving. But if you're going to be rich, if you're going to become rich, then you cannot have a cutoff. Well, I tithe and I gave offering and uh, th that uh, good work that is presented in front of me right now is for somebody else. Does it say, may abound to every good work? Now see, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. Especially when you're first starting out. See? See? You understand what I'm saying? That's a stretch when you're first starting out. And it can be a stretch. Uh, well, it will be a stretch all the way along the line, but see, God, God's not going to empty me and Mama Alberta anymore. Right. 
He needs us where we are with this level of manifestation. But like I told you, I think it was the first night. Uh, this month, you know, uh, he, he, he's, he's uh, challenged us uh, to go into multi-millionaire status. And it took a multi-seed to do that of uh, 25,000. See? That did not empty us. But that's not a common seed at this level that we're at that we sow. You understand? Now understand that every month, thousands of dollars we sow. Thousands of dollars we sow. Right? Into various... Now I ain't talking about our tithe. I ain't talking about... I'm talking about other stuff. Right? Now don't get mad at that. Follow that. See... The Bible says, be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I'm not, trying to, I'm not saying that to dazzle you that with, with uh, where we are financially. But if I don't tell you the level of where we're being challenged, you understand what I'm saying? Then you can sit there and say, well, you know, uh, what, what, you know I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I don't have to impress anybody. Well, my Bible says you ain't supposed to let the left hand know what the right hand does. You know what that's talking about? Because you got a bunch of religious people that uh, jump up there and say, oh, look, look at there, he, he, he's, 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 he's bragging on uh, how rich they are. I'm bragging on God. Yeah, but the Bible says you ain't supposed to let the left hand know what the right hand. You know what that's talking about? Let's say Robert was struggling. Broke financially. And God speaks to me and says, I want you to help him out. And uh, I come up to Robert and I give him $1,000. I'm not going to tell all of y'all. For the sake of his reputation, that's what that's talking about. Just ask Ananias and Sapphira if everything's done in secret. Jesus, what you doing looking over in there when everyone's casting in? Come on now. See? So I'm, all, I'm, all I said that for is to let you know we're living this out loud right in front of you. Right? Come on now. And I didn't come down here to recoup my $25,000. You always got somebody online. So you must willingly stretch and give beyond your tithe and offering. Got it? I know, I know people, and don't get mad at me with this. I know people that, that, that got a little book they keep.
I tied that. I gave that. Well, you, I bought that person a cheeseburger. God's got the books. What is this? Come on. I want to get to a place. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much there. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. I have no idea every month what, what goes out of. of uh, I can go to our checking account and look at that. I don't. But, but you know, just what comes out of him. You know, I, 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 I don't know. And I, and, I, and I don't care. I'm happy to do it. Glad to do it. God just, God just uh, rewards me anyway. Right? But, but there's stretches that are required. Okay, number 11. You must willingly stretch and give beyond to people constantly. Right? Right? In other words... What we just looked at is how you don't limit yourself and justify yourself. Well, I gave my tithe, I gave my offering, and, that's, and there's nothing else I, I need to do. Right? Now, you must willingly stretch and give beyond to people constantly. See? See? Now, I think I shared it here before, but, you know, our testimonies don't change. If, if they start changing, you, you ought to, you know, yeah, you better say, I don't know if, it was, if he said it right to begin with. We went to church one night, and we had $300 to our name, and it was in my pocket. And the Lord said, you see that couple over there? And, and see, I don't want to see that couple over there. Right? You know, I don't want to see that couple. We just had a good church meeting. Let's go home. You see that couple over there? Yes, Lord, I see that couple over there. Give them the $300. And, and, and I said, Lord, that's all we have. And he said, that's all I asked for. And then he starts dealing with me on, you believe that that's all you have? Rich one? Now, see, those, those are the kinds of tests that just, I mean, your soul just, right? I went over to him, and I was thinking still that they'd say, oh, no. And I passed the test, you know, like Isaac on the altar. No, they snatched it. They were $300 short from going on vacation the next day. And I've shared this here, and I keep sharing it. I cannot, I don't even know how many paid for vacations. The first one was to the Bahamas, first class all the way. Not, not one single dime. Airfare, the, the, the taxi, the meals, the tips, the room, everything was paid. That was our first one. Right? I ain't talking about 
somebody paid it for us and sent us that we knew. This, this, this doctor, instead of sending his money to uh, Uncle Sam, he gave out 25 couples trip to Bahamas and wrote it off as some kind of charitable thing. And here we were. Bahama Mama. With our, with our broke selves. There we are down there, ain't got no money. So we started leading people to Jesus. We went down in the marketplace, started leading people to Jesus. Ended up preaching in the church. Guess what I preached on? Money. Hallelujah. The preacher there said, man, I should have had that recorded. Then we, all these vacations, all paid for off a $300 obedient seed. Hey, we'd already tithed. We'd already given off. You understand what I'm saying? Right? But now, this says you got to be willing to stretch and give beyond to people constantly. There you are in Publix with your rich eyes. Come on. Come on. Come on, rich person. Come on now. You're exercising rich. You're not exercising keeping it all to yourself. See? Now, now I, I'm, I'm just telling you how this thing works. Because me and Mom Alberta, we leave a trail wherever we go of blessing. We leave a trail of it. Most Christians, they're looking around at who's going to bless them. Now, I'm in expectation all the time. But my mind doesn't think like that no more. Who do you want me who do you want me to bless? Who do you want me to bless? See? See? And you, you know, it might seem so little how you start in this. But that's the way a workout program is. You just start lifting this much, then you're lifting that much, and then you're like, you're more and more and more, right? Right? But guess what? There's resistance. There's resistance. Come on now. There's a little struggle involved in it. Talking about how to become rich. Genesis 12, you know this, you're well taught here. But this is what the Bible says about it. Genesis 12. God talking to Abram in verse 2. I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great. And you shall be a blessing. 
See, anybody that knows me, if I'm around, I can feel their expectors up. I don't blame them for that. If I was around me, He'd pull that trigger any time. Right? 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 No, 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 no. Watch this. God says, You shall be a blessing. He said, Now you're going to be blessed. And see, here's here's what we think. When I have X amount of money, then I'll be a blessing because in your mind, it's not, you're not looking at lack because I have all this left over for me. See? See, you're, 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 not, you're not thinking rich God's way. We, we left your paycheck a long time ago. Come on now. Then we ain't talking about all that. We're talking about God, seed time, and harvest. Those spiritual laws, the law of faith, the law of love, law of love being forgiveness, and the law of seed time and harvest. You get those three laws active in your life, you're unstoppable. You can't be offended. You can't be tripped up into strife, bitterness, or none of that. And you got the law of seed time and harvest working. And you can keep fear out of it by the law of faith. You're unstoppable. That's why, you're, that's why your pastors are teaching you faith. They're teaching you prosperity. They're teaching you to walk in love. See? Because that is what produces so you got to be willing to stretch and give beyond to people constantly. Constantly. Wherever I am. Wherever I go. See, I'm thinking that way. No, I just don't, I just don't throw money here and there. You know, I've had, I've, had, I've, had, I've had people try to con me. You know, and, and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, you got to be able to discern things, but I'm not, you know, there's hard, listen, I'll just be real honest. There's hardly a cardboard sign that I go by without giving something to it. Yeah, but he goes straight to the liquor store. He He goes straight to the liquor store thinking what I just said to him. Because I'm going to say something to him. Before I let go of that twenty dollar bill. He's my audience right now. <laughs> See? But I, 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 I Mom Alberta, you talk about Giving beyond. That woman challenges me. I mean, just, you know, just, 
And, and she'd go, Philip, give that person some. What, what person? Why? why? <laughs> and then she wants to know how much I gave him. You, you can give him more than that. <laughs> right? But that's the, that, that, and see, we started doing that with, uh, you know, $5 for gasoline. You understand what I'm saying? Helping people like that when, when the Lord was uh, directing us. And uh, so many times, it left us with nothing. So you don't want to hear that. I'm talking about for that moment when we bless somebody, because we rich, it left us with nothing. They didn't know that. Nobody knew that. But God and the, the loud mouth devil. Screaming, you ain't got nothing now. See? But boy, we got into that thing. We got into that thing. And we found out, whoa, wait a minute. Now we're already tithing, Pastor Jonathan. We're already tithing. Already committed to our offerings. See? This was given beyond. Now watch this. The key word in that is constantly. See, this is a stretch, especially when you're starting out. See, see, come on now. But God is taking you into a life that you can't obtain by yourself. He's, he's doing that. But he needs our cooperation. He needs us to, to uh, get in with, with the program, if you will, on uh, what to do and how to do it. And so, there, you know, you've got to exercise that. got to exercise that. See? And you'll find, you'll find as you do that, on whatever scale you're at, it's, you know, it's relevant to where you are. Whatever scale you're at, when you, when you start doing that, you, your confession will come up. Yes, I'm rich. Bless God. <laughs> I'm rich. Right? Right? And you'll start seeing God's hand start moving in a supply I, I, you know, God can dump a truckload of money on your life. And without knowing boundaries, without knowing how to be used in that, it can ruin you. It can totally destroy you. See? But if you're learning this, and he drops a truckload of money on you, you're going to say, okay. For instance, you know, I've told you about, you know, when God said to believe me for $10 and $100 and $1,000 and 10000 and 100000 And now it's, it's a million, Right? Keep adding zero, right? 
when that hundred thousand came to us, right? Well, that's two brand new cars, right? You know what we did with it? He gives seed to the sower. You mean a hundred thousand dollars you call seed if you're rich? See, some people got in their mind that a hundred thousand dollars, if I had a hundred thousand dollars, my life would just be set for life. Now, you ain't gonna do nothing with a hundred thousand. You get $100,000, we won't see you in church for about six months, and you'll come back in here broke. With your fancy shoes on that you're trying to sell on eBay now. Y'all got eBay down here? Uh, Proverbs chapter 11. This is the scripture the Lord gave me years ago to just really get me moving in this dimension of giving to people constantly constantly not just the waitress not just the valet I'm talking about people ain't doing nothing for you hello see Proverbs chapter 11 Look at this. This is what your book says. There is, verse 24, there is that scattereth and yet increases. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tends to poverty. Scatters, but yet increases. That in the natural is impossible. That's impossible. But yet the Bible says there is that scatters and yet increases. So something supernatural has to come in as they are scattering out. You're seeing something happen and listen, you might do it five times, ten times, and not see nothing. Don't get no attitude, rich one. Stay with what the Word says. It shall come to pass. See? You got to become a scatterbrain. That went over real big. Yes, sir. See? And you can scatter something. Something. All the time. Constantly. 
See? I'm around a lot of preachers, and you talk about tightwads. I'm serious. Now, they talk a big talk when they're behind the pulpit of God's blessing. But I've watched them in action. They don't fight you for the check. They don't even speak up for the check. There's that little awkward moment that nobody says anything because they're all waiting on you. You gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be setting this thing. We were in uh, the Chop House restaurant. Y'all got Chop House down here? Do you? It's 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 a pretty nice steakhouse, right? Pretty nice. And uh, I'm sitting with this pastor and Dr. Harfouche, and it's just us three sitting right in the middle of the Chop House at noontime. And enjoying our meal. And uh, Dr. Hafouche is like I am when it comes to, uh, he understands uh, the blessing of always scattering. And so when the check comes, and he's also uh, a master uh, in karate, martial arts, in like three or four different styles, right? Now, I had a purple belt in Kajikimbo. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I got this preacher over here that I'll not name and Dr. Harfush over here. I'm getting this check. I am getting this check. And so uh, he, Dr. Harfush gets this phone call from his wife and, and about 30 seconds before uh, the waiter brings the check. And, of course, this guy over here ain't going to end. He ain't doing nothing. And so when, when, when uh, the waiter brings that check, you know, of course, we've already had words in front of the waiter. Bring it to me, bring it to me, all that. So the waiter's like, you know, uh, purple belt or the master. <laughs> he held it out. Now, he's on his cell phone, and he's lightning fast. And he's got that ticket. No, no, no. No. Now, see, most people would have stopped right there. I'm not thinking, but I got this opportunity to, uh, yeah, to get it, give into this, right? And so he's on his cell phone, and he's got that ticket, and because... You know, he's sitting down. I'm trying to get that ticket, and he's going like this right here. And he's telling his wife, Pastor Philip, trying to get this ticket, right? 
So I stand up. Because he's taking it away over here where I can't get to it. I'm going to get that ticket, Pauline. I'm, I'm going to get. See, this is how determined you got to be. And boy, I grabbed his arm, jerked that ticket out of him. While this guy's over sitting. Hey, he ordering dessert and coffee over there. So just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Now, now, you need to understand that I understood the principle. Dr. Harfouche understood the principle, and he understood the principle that I was, that I was operating in. See? Right? You understand? How determined are you to be a blessing Constantly to the people you run into. Rich one. Come on now. Now we get to the very last one. The best wine till last. Hallelujah. Number 12. Can I have a drum roll, please? You must willingly stretch and give beyond when it is your, and let me insert this, breakout season. When it is your season, and there's, see, Pastor Jonathan prophesied 90 days. That was complete yesterday. And I'm going to share a little something about that here in just a moment. But there are seasons of elevation. There are seasons of promotion that uh, you will begin to discern within yourself that uh, it's time. I know it's time. I, I know that I know that I know that I know. Your knower knows. And uh, you can make the mistake of when God, when you're at that place, of not moving forward, stretching forward at that time. And it can be, it can be, uh, uh, it can feel like all the blood just rushed out of your body when when you're at that place and God challenges you at that degree. Do you follow what I'm saying? Now uh Deuteronomy one six says uh you've long <laughs> well put it up there on on the screen for me. Deuteronomy one six. I want you to see this. The Lord our God spoke unto us in Horb saying, You've dwelt long enough in this mountain. You've dwelt long enough in this apartment. You've dwelt long enough in this car. You've dwelt long enough in this debt. You've dwelt long enough in whatever, whatever, whatever. God's saying. 
How long are you going to dwell in this? See, you know, if you don't, if you don't listen to God, you can miss His timing. You can miss His... You know, the Bible says that Jesus is going to walk right on by him. Right? When, when uh, we were back in, when we were in debt, uh, we lived in a 30-foot camper for three and a half years. And uh, in debt. And uh, the Lord moved on me, sell that thing. Move into town. Right? And so... Uh, I put it up for sale, and he said, sell it to the first person that comes. Wow. Now, we owed 13000 still on that thing, and, and, and uh, so we, I ran an ad, and uh, this guy shows up, real nice gentleman, older gentleman, and he, he looks at it and says, boy, this is nice. It was a ca cavalier. It was nice. had the big shield and the two swords on the front of it. And uh, he, he said, uh, pull out his checkbook. He said, I'll give you $15,000 for it right now. Well, now we're out of debt, right? We're out of debt. And then there's a knock on the door. Hey, any blankety blank uh, person home here? Open up the door, and there's this, this cussing heathen. And he says, I heard this thing for sale, saw it in the paper, thought I'd come out here and see it. Why, my goodness, look inside there. He had, his, he had his wife or his girlfriend with him. Look at this blankety-blank thing. My goodness, blank. And then taking the Lord's name in vain and all this stuff, you know. And, and, and uh, he said, I'll give you $16,500 for it. Now. <laughs> I went back to the world. Right? The Lord said, sell it to the first person that comes. Now, I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God. See, we're in debt. And $1,500 seemed like, now I carried it more than that in my pocket, right? But back then it seemed like, right? And so, I said, you give me $1,500? I mean, sixteen five of this? He said, tomorrow. I said, well, it's a deal. And I shook on it. Now, see, my daddy, my daddy taught me when, it, when you shake on it, it's a done deal. So I got a shake on it with this cussing heathen. I go inside, and the old gentleman's in there. Real nice guy, sweet spirit. And he said, uh, do we have a deal, $15,000? I write the check right now. I said, uh, sir, this guy out here offered me 16005 tomorrow. He said, I got 15000 right now. Oh, look at y'all. Look at y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got my laundry out there on the clothesline. Y'all like, I can't believe he did that. What kind of guy is that? See, that's the influence of money. Money still being your God versus God 
being your God. Yeah, it's a good word. So I said, no, sir, I'm, I'm, I, I shook hands with the guy outside. He said, okay, thank you, and left. And so the next day, God don't come. Next day, he don't come. So I called him because he gave me his number. I called him, and he said, you know, we've been thinking about that blankety-blank thing, and, and uh, you know, uh, we ain't going to buy it. I said, what you mean you ain't going to buy it? We shook on that thing. No, no, that just ain't us. Hung up the phone. So I called the other guy up. I mean, I sell it for 14000 now. I mean, I need. I told him. I told him, he says, son. He said this. Son, you have to learn. When an offer is being made, cash on a barrel like that, that that was your opportunity. I'll, I'll sell it to you 14 times. No. No. Now watch this. Because I did not do what God said, we did another six months, another winter in that thing. See? Before we finally sold it. We missed the moment when God was moving. Because I got thinking money instead of thinking with the flow of God. You catching this? How many times God comes by and says, all right, this is your season. This is your moment. And you know, know it. But you didn't know that he had a, 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 a tag, a, a price tag with it. Not that you're buying it. But you're making sure this thing does not escape your life. Thank you for that one excitement person in this place because the rest of y'all are starting to get nervous. Remember how we started this. If you be willing and obedient. You've dwelt long enough in this mountain. Go to chapter 2. In verse number three, you have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you, which way? What does your Bible say about promotion? Doesn't come from the east, doesn't come from the west, doesn't come from the south. Why do you think Santa Claus North Pole? There's something about that direction. North is the uppermost 
part of the axis. See? And he says, how many times? You've been in this mountain long enough. You've been in that car long enough. I mean, you, 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 it's gotten real old, hasn't it? Hadn't it gotten real old? I mean, you can, put a, you can put all the seat covers on that thing you want to. All the air fresheners in there you want to. All the floor mats in it you want to. But that baby is still the same. Now, we don't curse it. We bless it. But are you ready to drive something different? Are you ready to live somewhere else? Are you ready to wear something else? Come on now. God has to come to the people and tell them. Otherwise, they're just going to stay there. Haven't you been there long enough? You going to keep going around in circles? Going around the mountain. When she comes, we'll be going around the mountain. When he comes, we'll be going around the mountain. We'll be going around the mountain. We'll be going around the mountain. When Jesus comes, no. Mountain be thou removed. Big, big mountain of debt. There we are. Boy, I got your minds thinking. I mean, your minds are just like a fireworks going off inside y'all. Uh, okay. You ready for this? When it's your season, I'm talking about a life-changing season. I'm not talking about, you know, you got a raise at, on, uh, at your work. Praise God for your raise. I'm not talking about, you know, that you got a set of new tires. Wonderful that you got a new set. Of tires. But I'm talking about a life-altering, something you will testify and preach about the rest of your existence. That is the season that is hovering over this church. Oh, yeah, it is. Something like you have never, ever seen before. You could take all the manifestations that you've seen in your life up until now and scrunch them together, and they fall short of what God's about to do in your life. Somebody better shout! Huh. Uh. Now watch this. Here's the thing that you can struggle with. Remember the rich young ruler comes to Jesus? Man, what a life-altering moment. Because Jesus said, I give you opportunity to join up with me. Give, 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 take what you got. Give it away. You'll have treasure in heaven. We're going to open up a heavenly account, a supernatural way. Now come follow me. I'm going to teach you how this thing really works. And he walks away. He walks away because of the price tag. 
He walks away because of the offering that Jesus purposed in his heart to give. So, you know, you know, you know there's a whole lot of, uh, of, of self-justification in that verse where according to every man as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And so that's taken as, you know, every man as he purposes in his heart. In other words, that you purpose within your heart what you're going to do. That, that, that can be. That can be. Before, before we got here, your pastors already had purposed in their heart an offering. Before I even got in the pulpit, they put an offering in my hand. They had purposed that. Well, God might have put that amount in the heart. But see, when you're, when you're at a, a breakout time, God, you don't think God tells you what to give? You go through the book, he tells, tells people time and time, he told Abraham, bring Isaac. He tells you if you did this, bring that kind of an offering. See? And so when it's your seat, and you, you know, I'm just talking to those of you that know, that have heard this prophetic word, that have been living under this anointing of increase, and that you know this is your time, and you've been dwelling in this place too long, and God's like saying, do you want out? I'm giving you the opportunity to come out. Right? But he went away sorrowful because of the price tag. And he missed out on being with Jesus. Are you kidding me? Seeing him firsthand? Supernatural increase? He missed it. How many Christians miss out on destiny because they get themselves seeking God, they press in to a certain place, and they get right up to it. And then when they get right up, to it because of everything that they've had to press through to get there then this last press is like ah, I already I already done all that let me help you out rich one it never ceases I could have went to God and said God we gave you our house We've given you three houses. And we've given you all of our money, all of our jewelry. I already qualify for the season I'm going into. And you know, because I could hear you scripture to God. Those that leave lands and houses receive a hundredfold. Right? But he says, I know all that. I'm taking you there. But Philip, don't miss this multi. Don't miss this multi-moment. And this is what I'm asking you to do. You don't have to do it. You still live fine. I don't like it when he tells me that, that I don't have to do it. Have you ever had God tell you that? You ever had him tell you, you don't have to do it. Don't, don't talk to me like that. Right? Don't, you know. No, 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 no. 
I'm going to do it. Right? Come on now. <laughs> Woo. Go with me over here to Hebrews chapter 10. You still okay? Yeah, we were shouting a while ago, weren't we? <laughs> Look at this. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 32. Call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated... In other words, the will of God came to you. You endured a great fight of pressure, of affliction. Partly, part of the pressure was while you were made a gazing stock. Friends started talking about you. Family started talking about you. Christians started talking about you. Look at them crazy fools giving away everything they got. Look at them. Partly while you, how did you like a big, Auction sign nailed to your front fence. Right? When everyone in that county knew how we just remodeled everything, just did all this stuff to it. They knew that, you know, we, we were these rich people from overseas at that level rich. And millionaire over here, millionaire over here, millionaire over here. The richest man in uh, the county, probably in the state right here. And we got this little eight acres right in the middle of it. Man, you talk about pressure. See, that barn became my crying place. But when, it, when I was crying, I was crying because my soul was troubled. My heart was fixed, trusting in the Lord. But evil tidings were just, you are crazy. Maybe you did take too much acid. <laughs> I mean, who you got to bounce this off? Alberta, maybe she took too much acid. Maybe, you know, it was crazy. It was crazy, see? But this book right here, especially this scripture right here, Partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by the reproaches and afflictions, partly while you became companions of them that were so used. We didn't have too many companions. For you had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Now, religion will tell you, yeah, when you get to heaven... You have all that waiting on you. You know, it, 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 worldly goods don't matter and all that mess. That's not what it's talking about. That enduring substance, he tells you in chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is a substance. So you have enduring substance from heaven that's going to get you through this. Come on now, while your soul is being rocked back and forth. 
Come on now. Verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath a great recompense of reward. I like to read it like this. I, I wrote it in my Bible, which has a great payday. For you have need of patience that after, not before, after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Had this one gal say, uh, I told God, he gives me a Cadillac, I'll give away my car. Uh, honey, you got it backwards. You give away your car and God brings a Cadillac. No, I told God, he, he, he brings me a Cadillac, I'll give away my car, I'm in it. What, where's the faith in that? That's easy. For you have need of patience, and after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So you've got to do whatever he tells you to do when he tells you to do it. I've shared this here before, but it keeps jumping up inside me. I'm preaching this conference, and, you know, there's several hundred people there. And uh, the two vehicles that we had, <laughs> the Geo and the Blazer, it was all we had. But, uh, you know, somebody ain't got no car, right? You got wheels, right? I'm preaching this conference. I'm preaching, you know, how, the blessing of the Lord, you know. And, and the Lord says, uh, you see that person back there? I said, yeah. He said, give me, the, give me your blazer. I said, okay, well, we got the geo. And then, then, uh, then he said, you see that person over there? I said, no, I don't see that person. <laughs> He said, give me your geo, right? Uh, you, you might laugh at a, giving away a blazer and a geo, but what we give them away now? Some nice stuff. But you got to start somewhere. And inside, see, inside, inside, it's like, I, then, then we don't have no car. That's, inside, that's your natural mind. Says so you give that away. And the Lord, you see, you have to arrest that and recognize, wait a minute. No, no, no. God's not subtracting. He's increasing. And Alberta had gone to the bathroom, because I was preaching so long, I guess. And she walked in the side door uh, right, right after the Lord said that. And I said, I said, Alberta, you ready? I didn't, and, and you know what she said? I was hoping she'd say, ready for what? She said, yeah, I'm ready. Lord said, what are you asking her anything for? I told you. So I said, you, stand up. They stood up. That blazer we have, be blessed. Oh, everybody in there. Ah, right? You over here, stand up. Stood up. Chill. Ah, everyone like that, right? Like they do it. All them preachers that was there, I don't know of any of them that's done it. We're at, we're at 37 vehicles. That's not counting mobile homes that's not, uh, or, or the motor homes. That's not counting motorcycles. That's not counting boats. 
The point being was it was right then. And I tell you what, it broke us. Before we could transfer those two vehicles, we had the best vehicle up, up until that time given to us the next day. And now, now, now listen to me. Listen to me. It broke us into a season that we had desired for. I was preaching about. Right? It broke us into it. See? Now look, we already had enough seed in the ground for that. See? But there's a breakout. Just God saying, it's your moment. And then he, he's like, he's God. He wants you thinking rich. He wants you thinking it doesn't matter. You know, it don't make, there is no lack. See? And, and then he says, now, uh, prove it. Prove what you're saying to me, and I'll prove what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Now watch this. Verse 37, for yet it is a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now see, the, the, the primary interpretation of that is somebody backsliding. But if you read it in context, it's talking about somebody that's given a whole bunch of stuff after the will of God and they're not casting away their confidence, see, knowing that there's something coming. And he says this. Now, why would he say draw back? I mean, you, you've, you've gone through all that. Why would anybody draw back? Because of the next command the next thing God tells you to do is like, oh, my God, if I was to do that. Come on now. Listen to it. Listen to this. Drawing back is when you are being drawn forward by God and you refuse to stretch. Didn't get no amens or hallelujahs or praise the Lord or glory to God with that. Drawing back is when you are being drawn forward by God and you refuse to stretch. Draw me, Lord, and we'll run after you. Now watch this. Jesus said this, if I be lifted up, I will draw, amen. Now see, the, the uh, literal translation of that is, when I'm crucified, there'll be a drawing for everyone to be saved. But how many of you know God's word's deeper than that? If I be lifted up, 
Ay, ay, ay. How many of you know he's lifted up at the right hand of the Father? How many of you know you can lift him up in praise? Come on now. And so we're seated with him in heavenly places, right? Right? But we're not living like it. There's a drawing that God does on you to draw you into this place of, okay, God, I'll do that. In the early days, it's a conviction. In the early days, it's like, you know, more of a, you need to do this kind of thing. But as you mature in the things of God, you can feel him drawing you. Especially if you draw nigh to him. He will draw nigh to you. And what happens is he starts drawing you. Why? Because of his master plan for your life. And all of a sudden we refuse. Not stretching there. Not going there. And see what? And, and guess what? You'll still go to heaven. But you might as well... Uh, you know, just just paint that dresser and, uh, you know, just uh, just rearrange everything in that mountain that you've been circling because you ain't going nowhere. Come on now. Come on now. So all drawing back must be replaced by stretching forward. All drawing back must be replaced by stretching forward. Boy, it's really quiet in here. Now, I said, there's your, there's your 12, right? Now, follow me in this. I don't know how many years ago it was, maybe six, seven years ago. I don't even know. And I was praying one day, and the Lord said, 2020, the year 2020, would be the year of vision manifestation. I'm thinking, Lord, are we going to even be here in 2020? You know, I don't, you know, let's get out of here. But I never said anything to nobody. I didn't even tell my wife. And uh, 2020, like, you know, perfect eyesight, 2020. And uh, then uh, I kind of almost forgot about it. You know how God can show you things, and then he brings it back to your remembrance later. Well, then when we uh, approached 2019, the Lord spoke to me that uh, this is the year of visitation. And when God visits, uh, whew, all kinds of supernatural things happen. Now, it's interesting that in all the time frame uh, that we're living in uh, now, and those that uh, are in Ivy League churches, uh, that's good right there, ain't it? And uh, we're starting to see the vision in Frankfurt just start coming into uh, eyesight and uh, it's moving swiftly 
debt free. And God's not letting me and Mom Alberta just pay for everything. And so, because he don't want uh, the rich preacher, this is the church that the rich preacher built, right? Lest the Lord build a house. They labor in vain that build it. So, uh, you know, here we are in 2019 at the uh, y'all's camp meeting. And uh, you have uh, a pastor that's definitely prophetic. And uh, he released over you the 90 days, right? And those 90 days were completed yesterday, if I understand correctly. Is that right? So that this means this is the day after. And the day after happens to be Sunday. And the day after happens to be Apostle Philip D. Derber here about to say something to you. Right? Right? Yes, sir. Now, I mentioned just a little bit of this uh, the other day when I said you do know what 90 means and nobody raised their hand. So let's go there for a moment to Genesis 17 because I believe there's many of you in here that it's your season of breakout like never, ever before. Yeah, that's a shouting time. Now look at this. In Genesis 17, verse 15, God said unto Abraham, as Sarai thy wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. In other words, quit calling her that. Call her this. And what he is to call her is a mother of millions. Mother of a large family, right? Mother of more than where, where she's at right now. And you know the story. You're, you're well taught here. How not only... Uh, did she never have children? She was barren on top of that. And, and in the natural, she's, she's, she's up in age. Right? But God's Word is never dependent upon our physical current condition. It's dependent on what He said in our faith. Now watch this, verse 16. I will bless her. And give thee a son also of her, yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her royalty. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? So what 90 represents is that moment of going from no manifestation, from not being able to do it in your own strength. Sarah tried it, Sarai tried it, and ended up with an Ishmael. Come on now. So 90 represents that place of finally realizing the only way this is going to happen, 
My paycheck can't do it. My promotion can't do it. My education can't do it. Uh, my, my family can't do it. On and on and on. That man I've been uh, looking at can't do it. All that, right? And you finally get to the conclusion. Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed when she was past age, for she judged him faithful who had promised. So 90 represents all of the deadness, all of the physical ability to achieve. She came to the end of herself. But she did not stop believing, even though her believer was being knocked around a bit. Now, come on, they had that promise for a long time. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Follow this. So, when your prophet pastor said 90 days, and then I'm sure within those 90 days, there was some... Uh, exciting things that happened within the church some manifestations that uh, if we pass the micro microphone around it's like ooh, this you know praise the lord but i got news for you all of that was just preparation for today you better shout <laughs> this is the day the Lord have made oh he knew about those 90 he knew about what you all would be doing praying sowing confessing praising fasting whatever y'all been doing but he knew Pastor Jonathan called me up and said dad uh, you know we'd like to have you for the camp meeting now watch this he said, when can you come? I didn't go. Oh, yeah. I looked at my schedule and said, you know, Jonathan, I, you know, I don't want to mess you guys up, but this is what's best for me. He said, that's good. That's good. Then. And then let's, let's, let's put it down. I said, all right, it's, it's there. See, God put this whole thing together. You know why God puts things like this together? Because he's interested in you getting your stuff. Come on now. Now watch this. Genesis. Y'all about to have a visitation. Uh-huh. Y'all about to have a visitation from on high. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in him. See, he sets you up. We were in a meeting. The McNulty's were uh, in our churches years ago. And, you know, I'm, I'm, God had already told me about phase two, you know, the, what, what his plan for that and all this, you know. And, and uh, we've been, uh, as a church, sowing into the building fund, so on and so forth. And Dr. 
Kevin uh, got up there, and he, you know, he just sharing with us about uh, Russia, about tent factory, and uh, that T.L. Osborne, before he moved to heaven, told them to build a, or, or to get a hundred tents and cover Russia with a hundred tents. They didn't have one. And go above ground and raise up all these uh, evangelism teams, right? And uh, so they started, and what they were doing, they would come to America, find a tent, purchase it. Now they got to ship it over there to Russia, got to go through customs. Customs wants to know what you're doing with that tent, all this stuff. And by the time you got it there and had to pay all this stuff, it was just like four or five times the cost of that tent. And he's up there sharing with that. And he said, so we built a tent factory in Russia. Right? And I'm listening to that. And that just stretched me. They just built a tent factory. Built their own tents. Right? But then he said something. Now at that time, see, as a church... You know, we're, we're, we're at this place, you know, it's one of those seasons where everything is about to change. And, and uh, <laughs> he said, we're $25,000 away from uh, that factory uh, being finished. Now, I'm on the front row where Pastor Jonathan is sitting right there. And I got $25,000 in, in our building account, right? And I go through all these things, why, and that's my people's money, not, and they, they designated that for our building, all that stuff, while God's sitting there saying, give that. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> right? The whole time. The whole time, right? So Dr. McNulty is done preaching, and, you know, we're going to take up his love offering. And I get up there, and I said, Dr. McNulty, we're going to help you with that factory. Help you. We're going to give you $15,000. I said, Elder Fantley, go write the check out right now, $15,000. The Lord said, what are you doing? Elder Fantley hadn't got halfway back. I said, Fantley, 25000 Dr. McNulty himself went, Philip, you don't, you, it staggered him that the church of that size would do that. I said, no, sir. No, sir. We just was with them under the tent, the 100th tent in Daytona with Russian people that came up to me and said, I want to shake your hand. You gave the 25000 that got that factory going and running. Come on now. Come on now. And now we're watching. We're watching finances come in because it's our season. Does anybody follow this? You couldn't, you couldn't do that. I could have held on that 25000 
See? And I could just sit there and, you know, slept on it. Well, we got 25000 in the bank for phase two. 25000 ain't going to touch phase two. See? You following this? You following this? So when a season opens up, when a season opens up, and you know, 90 days, here's the first day after the 90 days. It didn't happen to Sarah at 89. Watch this. At 89, 88, 87, Sarah's living good. She's seen all kinds of manifestation, but that life changing one was beyond her grasp, but she's about to get a visitation. Come on now. Genesis 21. We're not drawn back this morning, are we? And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. Okay, let, let, let just let that sink in. Excuse me. The Lord brought a visitation just like he said. Second Chronicles 2020, you don't have to turn there. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. That's a 2020. That's a vision manifestation. Are you saying uh, we have to wait till 2020 before our vision is in manifestation? No, but I'm telling you that by the time 2020 gets here, we're going to be established. Come on now. The vision going to be speaking. Are you following this? Go back to Genesis, please. The Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And he don't just visit so you got goosebumps going up and down your spine. And the Lord did. So when the Lord visits, he does. When the Lord visits, he does. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Next verse, please. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Now, let me take you one more place. Acts chapter 20 and verse 20. 
The Lord gave this to me this morning when I was praying. Acts 20 and verse 20. I have kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly. I ain't held nothing back, church, that's profitable unto you. 2020. But have showed you and taught you publicly. So now, I've done my part. Now, it's time for you to do your part. Now, I don't know who it is that you got a big lump in your throat. I ain't talking about a tumor. I'm talking about it's just, just oh, God, because he's been drawing on you, telling you this is your moment moment. Oh, I know you've given big in the past. I know you've done the challenge in the past or whatever. But you've never heard it quite like this. You've never been in this time zone like this. Are you following getting that? And if you are rich, then... You can't think God's taking away. You grab the moment with your seed. You grab this apostolic release the first day after the, your pastor says 90. That God comes in here and says boom, 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 boom. Already had these 12 things. On the 16th day of a 21-day fast. Not knowing that this would be the first day after the 90. Only God. See? So I understand the nervousness that's in the air. I understand the seriousness of the moment. Isn't it something when... uh, the preacher preaches the cross of, of, of salvation, and you know uh, the, the we're about to give the altar call, and uh, there's that somber moment. Why? God's dealing with hearts. He's dealing with hearts. Well, guess what? Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also, and there's a battle that can be raging on the inside of you as God is drawing you into your miracle elevation, your promotion, whatever that may be. What does the Lord require of you? David said, I ain't ain't giving God nothing that doesn't cost me something. See, we're not looking for conscious money here. We're looking for that stretch, that stretch that is so beyond that when I'm long gone 
See, I don't know if I'll be back this year because my schedule, you know, with what we, what we got going on back there and so on and so forth. But I believe the next time I, I'll see you, whether it's there or here or up in the air, that, that there's going to be a major, major. Look, look, I'm, I'm delivering to you what me and this woman do. I've kept back nothing. That was profitable unto you. And I've taught you publicly. You can go back and you can dissect this. You can sit there and try to refute it. But you're going to find it in the Word of God. Now see, you following this? Now, we're going to pray. Right? And you just do. You say, well, my goodness, I gave Wednesday night, Thursday. No, we're talking about Rich. We've already been through all that. I know it's a stretch. If this offering don't stretch you, then, 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 then it's not. You're playing games. I mean, and if, if it doesn't, if you're not, don't get involved in it. Nobody's going to, you know, we're not going to take roll call here. You can, get caught, you can get caught in the shuffle to where nobody knows anything. You understand what I'm saying? We're not here to embarrass anybody. But I know I'm speaking to rich folk. See? And there's a stretch that as a husband and wife, you may have to talk to each other. See? You might have to communicate. Right? You might have to say, uh, you know, like uh, when the Lord was telling us to give $10,000, I pulled $300 out of my pocket. Y'all have heard that story. Now, Bert looked at me and said, what's that? See? God won out the next day, but that struggle. See, I understand the struggle. I understand the pressure. I understand that moment like, if we do that, we, we, we're going to go out to eat today. I don't know if we can go out all that. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where you are at, but I know this, that exceeding grace, Christian center, you are at a very crossover point in your life as a ministry and as a people that make up this ministry. And God brings opportunity like this in front of you and draws on you to respond back in the appropriate way. That appropriate way is left up to you and God. You understand what I'm saying? There's no magic. There's an, are you following what I'm saying? And here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And when you, get, when you got your seed ready, I want my rich wife and myself, I want to lay hands on your hands. You're rubbing shoulders earlier. I want to lay my hands on your hands. You understand what I'm saying? I want to lay my hands on your hands and decree that your hands are rich hands. Not a gimmick. Impartation. Because whatever these hands touch, they prosper. 
I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. See, Father, in the name of Jesus, I've kept back nothing that I know at the level I'm at that's profitable unto these, your people. I've taught them publicly. And you've arranged in your wisdom the day after this 90-day prophetic declaration that those 90 days were days of preparation for this moment of time. That we'll look back in time to come at this particular service, how instrumental this breakout happened, this next level of living happened, this new dimension of existence happened. And I thank you, Lord God, no matter where these people are today, whether they're so loaded up in debt, feels like it's choking the life out of them, if they're unemployed and they, 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 it seems like they can't get a job. Car broke down, don't have a car. Student loans are just, just sucking all the wind out of them. Credit cards are so maxed out they, 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 can't, they can't even keep up with the interest on them. Whatever it may be. Behind on their rent, mortgage. Things being repossessed, Whatever. They happen to be in the family of God. And you know how to take them from slavery into total liberty. And I pray over them right now that you speak to their heart. That they do not draw back from this moment. They do not draw back from what you're telling them personally. They don't fear what you're leading them to do. Speak to the heart in a way that they know, know. Whether they obey it or not, they, they, can't, they can't deny that you spoke. In Jesus' mighty name. Now whatever he tells you to do, prepare it. You have something you want to say there, Pastor Jonathan? This is just for those who may be watching online right now. Okay. Who want to give. Mm-hmm. Or they may watch this service later. Sure. And give. Go on the website, seedinggrace.cc, click on the giving button. There's a place that says guest speaker. And uh, get in on this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't miss the moment. There's been, there's been a few times I've, we were watching the television. Oh, yeah. And it was a replay, right? right? And we grabbed that moment because it wasn't a replay to us. It was live. That's right. Good point. What's that? Sure, 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 sure. Hallelujah.
Anybody need more time if you do lift your hand? Okay. See those hands? Thank you, Lord. See, I learned a long time ago, don't rush through this. We don't rush through an altar call. We'll, we'll sing the third stanza of Just As I Am one more time. Right? But when it, when it comes to offering time, when people can really be challenged out of that mountain that they've been circling, we want to rush through it because most of the time the preacher's nervous. I ain't nervous. I know how this thing works. I live this way. See? How to become rich. Yes, sir. I am rich. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Lord. Honey, I was reading this morning. I just opened my Bible. This morning before we came to church? Yeah. Early. Early. I was yeah. up all night. I opened my Bible, and it was Second Chronicles chapter 1. I just started reading. And it was where, where David asked, was it no, Solomon asked God for wisdom. And um, I was thinking, God showed me then, because you know I was just saying yesterday, God, all this, all this wisdom in Philip, you know, all this, all this stuff that you put in him. And he was reminding me, we met at the farmhouse. We didn't know we were going to be pastors or anything. And... God reminded me we made that $100,000 vow for wisdom. And he was, if you read in what he said to Solomon, because you asked me, but he was showing me everything that he's giving us. Wonderful. Just read that. It took us years to pay off and that $100,000 vow. Yeah. But it was, it's just, it's all coming now. This is our time. Multi. 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 Mother. You're a multi-millionaire mother. Oh, I know that. I'm on my way to billionaire. Anybody need more time? We got it? Okay. Let's do this uh, to where y'all don't stampede me like a while ago. Uh, let's just bring your offerings and drop them on the altar. Alberta, come here. And pass in front of us. We'll just start with the front row and work our way back. And we're going to lay our hands on your hands. So when you, when you put your offering there, pass in front of us. Let's, let's just go this way so we have a, we're not bumping into each other, all right? Rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. These are rich hands. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Glory to God. 
rich hands, rich hands in Jesus' name. That's sharp. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Rich hands, rich hands, rich hands. Glory be to God. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. These hands prosper. These hands prosper. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Rich hands in Jesus' name. I've never done this before. Rich hands, rich hands in Jesus' name that I can remember. Rich hands, you. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. These are rich hands. We decree it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, rich hands in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for it. This ain't a funeral. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. These are rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich, rich, rich in Jesus' name. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. Rich hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. Rich hands, rich hands, rich hands in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Rich hands in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. Don't make no difference what it looks like. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' name. <laughs> Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for it. I decree it, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, you've made our hands rich. I lay it on these people. Rich hands in Jesus' name. The anointing to be rich in Jesus' name on these hands in Jesus' name. Everything they put their hands to prospers. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Rich hands. Glory be to God. Rich, rich, rich in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus, mighty name, rich hands in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Rich hands, rich hands, rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, royalty. Rich hands. Y'all gonna look good, rich. Yeah, you are. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. Rich hands, Lord God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, rich hands in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' name. We give you praise. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Glory, glory, glory. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Some of y'all getting in the line twice or what? Rich hands in Jesus' name. 
Seems like this line getting bigger. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Look at you, man. Rich hands in Jesus' name. You be looking sharp, man. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Rich hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. Rich hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Yep. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for it. Rich hands in Jesus' name. Rich hands in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. We give you all the glory. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Hallelujah. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Rich hands in Jesus' mighty name. Let me explain something. So you don't think we just went through some ritual. The blessing is passed on many, many times through the hands. Now, God in prayer this morning told me to lay hands on your hands. I'm like, Lord, why not on their head? 
because I'm making them rich in the ability to bless. Oh, Jesus, how do I say this? The, the blessing was so important that Jacob and Esau fought over it. See? Why? It makes rich. And I've had to come to the realization this is probably 15 years ago that God has put an anointing of increase on my life. I've had to learn how to develop in it. Had to learn how to grow in it. Still learning. But there's no denying that my life, our lives, reflect increase. And so when we're saying, these are rich hands, that transfer, that release, that impartation, whether you feel anything or not, just went into your hands. Now you take your hands and you lay it on your checkbook. You laid on your purse. You laid on your bills. You laid on your car. You laid on, uh, watch this, and it's not going to be like it was before. That's right. That's right. That's right. So now you use your hands to bless. See, we've been used to blessing with our mouth. Or we might just say something like this and bless you, brother, whatever. But now there's something been released that you can utilize. And, and understand, you're going to grow in it. You're going to learn it. Right? But there is a blessing in these hands. These hands are blessed. There ain't a callus on them no more. They used to be calloused. Well, I'd sit there and, as a carpenter, the air, airplane mechanic, and so on and so forth. Now they, now they are like girls' hands. It is soft. He's soft hand. Maybe you felt it when I laid my hands on you, how soft they were. Right? <laughs> that, boy, that white boy got a soft hand, wouldn't he? <laughs> you have the power. I, I challenge you, go home. Lay your hands on certain stuff. See, I... In the name of Jesus, I release blessing on that in Jesus' name. Just telling you. <sighs> it's been a good time with you all.
My, my, my gang back home, they've been watching, you know. Because they ain't never heard this. See? Usually, I've already preached something there. And I bring to other places. But when you guys are where you are, you pull something out. See? And, you know, Pastor Jonathan and Kim going to write a book about it. <laughs> You're going to articulate that thing. Pastor Jonathan, thank you, uh, sir, for allowing that kind of freedom in your pulpit. I mean, you know, you, you really got to take a leap of faith to let somebody speak that kind of stuff right there. You know what I'm saying? Right? Uh, but uh, you're going to be the richest pastor here in St. Petersburg. <laughs> yeah. That's that rich preacher over there. Somebody shout, give y'all praise. Praise the Lord. Come on, give God a praise today in this place. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We have been so tremendously blessed by what the Lord has given to us. I... Uh, Y'all remember Tuesday, when I was praying Tuesday morning, the Lord quickened me. I mean, he laid it heavy on me, uh, and I had no idea what dad was coming to preach. He didn't give me a preview or heads up, just how, how heavy this meeting would be, how important to our lives this meeting would be. And I sent you all out a little blurb, hey, don't miss this. And we were in prayer uh, Wednesday morning. The Lord spoke to us about the Lord come into and impart to us a spiritual gift so that we could be established. And so God, through this week, is establishing us. And uh, we, we can't thank the Lord enough for the lives and ministry of Apostle Philip and Mama Alberta. Will you just give them another big hand to let them know? <laughs> Pastor Kim and I are just, are just privileged to um, be able to rub shoulders with them uh, as often as we get to. We would like to do it more. Um, but the thing about rubbing shoulders is not just a passing thing, but we get to see them when, you know, when they let their hair down. And they're the same. They're not, you know, there are a lot of fakes and phonies out there. There are a lot of, a lot of charlatans out there. And we've been around them enough, long enough to, to, if we wanted to, catch them off guard. But you can't catch them off guard. They're the real deal. And uh, we, are, we are just thankful that God has given them uh, as our covering. And even as the Lord told us, told us this week, the covering has changed. And so as they're going up, God is taking us up higher. And we are grateful for that. And uh, we're never going to be the same again. Again, some 90 days ago, I had no clue of what all God was saying. I, I didn't know. You know, and I, even as I shared with you last Sunday, 
just last Sunday when I preached to you last Sunday about this being a breakout week, this meeting. I didn't know what he was going to preach about. Remember I told you, I showed you my, my message I had typed out. I had a message all typed out, Dad, and I'm going ready to go get in the bed and, you know, and snooze for the night. And God said, that's not the one. This is what I want you to preach. Let me preach about this breakout this coming this week. I didn't know that. And what he showed us, remember those two scriptures I gave you in, in the book of Numbers, in the book of Joshua, both said, the day after the Passover. That's today. Today is the day after the Passover. In the first one in Numbers, they marched out of Egypt. In the next one, they marched into Canaan. So some of y'all are marching out of Egypt today. And some of us are marching into Canaan today. No more manna. No more slavery. No more manna. We're coming to the promise that we're going to live off of our abundant harvest that God has for us. Glory to God. Now, do yourself a favor. Go back over these messages. They're online. Every one of them. YouTube, SoundCloud, Roku, Apple TV, Facebook, they're all there. How have you got to get it? Get it, soak it, soak it, soak it, and uh, praise strength for Pastor Kim and, and me as we write it. <laughs> all right, Lord, why don't you tell us that? Okay, Lord, yes, sir, we're willing and obedient. We're going to do it. And, and uh, or our general asks us to, from the Lord, so that we're going to do it. They know, would you do it? Yeah, do it. Amen. We're going to do it. And, uh, but we're all going to live it. Amen? We're all going to live it and enjoy it. Well, we'll come back Wednesday night, ready for more. And uh, God will take us uh, and, and show us something. I don't, know, I don't know what he has in store for Wednesday night. But I'll, go, I'll be here, you'll be here. And I'm sure it'll be good. Amen? Grab hands with somebody next to you. We're going to be dismissed.